Welcome to the Nitrum Archives. I appreciate you dedicating this time to yourself. You radiate affection and you are deeply adored. Accompany me on this path of healing and growth. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Nitrum Archives. Uh, you know, as we say, growth is no destination, just checkpoints. And today is a very, very beautiful checkpoint because uh, I have someone special. Uh, I have with me today, Edita. Edita is a renowned psychotherapist and uh, she also happens to be a French lecturer and uh, someone who has actually become more of like also a friend along the way. And uh, there was a time when I did this book launch and there was this um, seminar at the uni university that uh, I'm a part of and she also helped organize everything. And we've just been sharing like uh, a bit of insights with regards to these things related to uh, mental uh, wellness. And uh, even on campus, we have uh, a platform uh, or what we call like trusted talks where students can come through and we share things that fall outside, um, let's say, academic sphere. So welcome, editor. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation, Martin. <laughs> yes, uh, it's actually even more special that you accepted and uh, we can actually dive into this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Yes. Yes. And uh, today's topic is going to be uh, fear of intimacy and vulnerability. We are exploring that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a bit of like a very deep and personal um, topic. And we just like dive right straight into it. You know, when when I was actually like looking at the, the entire thing, firstly, I looked at fear, fear itself, mm. you know. And uh, one of the things that I observed is like from a psychological perspective, when there is fear around us, we, we go numb to the point that our brain doesn't function as normally and it clouds even judgment, you know. And it even got more deep for me because when I was thinking of fear of intimacy, it means that there is a level of clouded doubt in terms of if you should be intimate with someone or if you should be vulnerable with someone. Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know, from, from your part and also since this is also like uh, your area of expertise, if you can just mm -hmm. walk us through maybe like that part to begin with uh-huh yeah to start with the term of fear um well i i started to think about this topic from the same perspective and i realized that well fear can be defined in two ways um from one point of view if, if we define it as some rather unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger pain or harm it's not something pleasant it's something you rather would like to avoid as you said uh, this kind of doubt should they be here with this person in term like if we talk about a uh, fear of intimacy uh, but on the other hand fear is also a survival mechanism so it's an automatic response that is crucial to our survival and if we look from this perspective well fear is really important at it makes sense, it should exist, it helps us survive. And I think we should also look from this perspective on our fear of intimacy, that it may seem quite useless, uh, painful, uh, preventing us from growing, but it really makes sense on some level, like it's there for a reason and understanding what is this reason for us, will also help us to uh, to grow and uh, finally to be able to create uh, meaningful relationships. So, I mean, these, these two levels, like it's also a very important mechanism, fear, and it's there for a reason. But, you know, like uh, it's, it's very important because there's like this dichotomy of like on one side, you have fear that's paralyzing and then on the mm -hmm. other side, it's actually acting as an assistance, right? From, from things yes. that might actually be harmful. But sometimes the lines become a bit blurry 
especially when it comes to being intimate with the other person, for example, because to some extent, certain things register as danger, right? As you are trying to be intimate. And uh, that also maybe triggers that, that side where you mention like, okay, it can actually also paralyze. And then there's also the sense of wanting to connect to someone just that need to 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 have uh this bond right so it's also like this now actually also helping us to navigate through that but now that's where sometimes it gets a bit blurry and to navigate with regards to that and uh, i don't know what 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 you think maybe in terms of understanding what's lying behind that the confusion mm-hmm. between wanting to bond but then you also have the fear to bond yeah of course like that there is this paradox that we need this bonding these relations and on the other side some like early life experience uh maybe uh we, we had it in a way that it wasn't something uh safe or pleasant to be with another person from this perspective it really makes sense that our mm, mechanism or our feeling our emotion is rather fear is rather to avoid uh, closeness so um yeah as, as you said like uh there is this paradox there is this uh two the two needs that we may feel at the same time to be close and to uh, sabotage, for example, our relationship. And yeah, like uh, there is no simple answer, like where is the line uh, like between something healthy in this kind of fear? And like, I'm not saying that it's a healthy thing to fear, like in any uh, close relation. No, it it prevents us to create a a close uh, relationship, but it's very important to understand like for us, for like this particular person, why is it there? What is hidden um, there? Because like, let's say my fear of intimacy and your fear of intimacy can be a different thing, right? There, there can be many things hidden um, and you just need to like through your way of uh, like self-awareness, uh, maybe therapy, we discover like, like why is it there for me? Like, is it something that helps me? Like it, it did help me maybe at some point of my life, but is it still helping or is it preventing to grow and to be uh, happy, to be in love, in relationship? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's important when you look back at the source, right? Because like everything else, uh, sometimes we try to listen to the echo and pay attention to the echo, but what's important is like the initial sound, right? Like, um, I feel like that's one of the important stuff. Um, editor. Yes, I'm ah, sure, okay. yes. We, 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 are, we are back. All right. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I was saying that um, from what you just mentioned, one of the key important things is that we usually focus on the echo, not the main sound, right? And um, the main sound, which is the source right now, it's when it all started, for example. And um, sometimes it's quite really hard because it's not exactly a pleasant experience to to journey back to to explore mm. that and For sure. sometimes to actually be intimate or to actually be vulnerable it means that you are opening right and so it, it and living it, sorry to interrupt and living this maybe this trauma or this unpleasant feeling again like that's why it's so unpleasant because it's like in a way uh repeating the trauma from your childhood for example of some early early memories yes mm-hmm. yeah so it's it, it's almost like to 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 heal from from something that you experienced you need to experience it again but in a different light you know but now it requires you to open up but then this fear for it to actually exist is a reason that behind that there's that you you close the doors right 
to 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 certain rooms that okay if you are to enter this these are these rooms that are quite uncomfortable depending with the extent of uh the the trauma itself right so mm-hmm. intimacy and vulnerability like from what i understand it as well it requires you to open up and that's 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 the part that's also maybe like a bit hectic because navigating through the emotions when you open up i've i've observed with, with some people that's the part when there isn't anything certain to deal with so it becomes a bit hard so how do you observe it specifically from from the source because i think mm-hmm. the source is what's important especially the family environment or how this person was raised and uh from your experience uh what's your take on that yeah, well, uh, I, I will come back to this in a moment. But you know, this I, when when you were um, talking, I just had this idea that this this fear of intimacy it, it makes sense on two levels. It's actually like okay, first of all, what you just said is that uh, it, it can be a very understandable reaction to what happened in our early life. Yes, and we will come yes. back to this in a moment. But on the other side, Martin, it's like intimacy, love, vulnerability. These are situations when there is a real chance uh, that we will experience suffering, rejection, eventually loss. Like this last element is is it's based on existential anxieties yes like it's a reality of our existence so being close to your partner makes you mindful and increase awareness that life must eventually end and so will the relationship and yeah so so only even without coming back to our first like the the beginning uh, the childhood even on this level it can be very stressful and for for some people it may really like uh prevent them uh to to go further deeper in a relationship so but on the other hand avoiding fearing intimacy well uh, if, if you don't if you don't live in meaningful, intimate relation with other people, well, I, I don't think you can really feel happy and alive. So it, it's worth it. But on the other hand, like the the price to pay is is some like suffering and pain. So it really makes sense that we fear more or like a little bit or very much of this uh, closeness, uh, vulnerability uh everything that you just uh, described um so yes but yeah. these like existential thing like uh, uh fearing uh, death <laughs> uh, losing a person we love um this is actually something universal right for all humans so the question would be why some of us are given all these risks capable to create close meaningful relations and for some other people this fear is too much and prevent them from living uh, their life fully and this is when we come back to this childhood thing that uh, these fears are generally rooted in the past childhood experiences. And then they are triggered uh, by the here and now of our adult uh, relationship. So, um, but to, to, um, to think of this childhood experience as a root uh, of this fear, or this fear becoming too much for us to handle. I really like the psychoanalytical perspective on that. Um, Well, in psychoanalysis, uh, when I was also researching uh, for for this meeting, um, I found this article in which the author speaks of intimacy or writes about intimacy, like on two levels. Uh, as a person's intimate sphere, like this individual aspect of intimacy, and then this interpersonal relationship that involves physical and or emotional intimacy. So, so 
intimacy as like this individual thing and also this relational element. But in psychoanalytical uh, theory, we really uh, see uh, intimate relationship with another person as something that came first, that precedes like any personal space or any personal development or what we can call um, sense of self. Yes. Okay, so it's like it, it was a relationship at first, like we, we were not born alone, like we had a very yeah. close connection with our mother before we were born. And then when we were so small and vulnerable and so dependent, uh, it's where our sense of self uh, uh, started. So uh, it was kind of first. And uh, well, uh, our like, our present uh, intimate relationship uh, with like ourselves, with other people, uh, it will reflect the way in which our first significant others handled our body also, yeah. uh, how they related to our minds, like emerging minds uh, at the very first moment of our life. So, and both consciously and unconsciously, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the way we were taken care of, you know, the way we've been fed, washed, touched, uh, I don't know, uh, spoken with or played with when we were uh, kids. Um, so all these things, imagine like uh, these uh, newborn baby uh, can also feel very overwhelmed in there are moments that I don't know, intruded or physically harmed or neglected, abundant. Um, so all these things, they, they, they shape our body, uh, like the, the experience uh, within our body and in our minds. Uh, yeah. I think that's super important, like this primacy of the Anyone. other. <laughs> There, yeah. there's, there's this uh, part uh, that you also mentioned that um, just also like uh, struck my attention. It's mm. the case of the relationship with yourself, right, uh, on a personal level, and then the relationship with the other people. And it's it's quite interesting how we actually don't have much control of the relationship with ourselves at first because there is this figure that that comes first which is the relationship with the other person right which might be our yes. caregiver so depending with the dynamics of that it's either we fail or actually find it hard to find our own footing the relationship with ourselves because depending with the dynamics and what we were taught you know, uh, I'm 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 currently reading this uh book. Uh, it's called uh, For Your Own Good. Uh, it's by I think it's Alice Miller, and basically it it looks at uh the um, what causes the violence, uh maybe like the violence um genesis from 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 a childhood uh point of view up until they grow up, right? And certain things that parents or caregivers do and uh, impose on the child at a very, very tender age before the child can actually formulate and understand their own identity or sense of identity. There's already this figure that's coming in with uh, different impositions. So if that actually happens along the way, then it means that there isn't a real sense of navigation. And I feel like this lack of sense of navigation, it also catches up with us when we grow up. And like right now as adults now, uh, I, I guess like that's why sometimes there's this thing called like you're, you're trying to reparent yourself as an, as an adult, you know, like trying to address that inner child because it has, it lacked a sense of navigation or maybe it wasn't really guided properly. So now as an adult, you're trying to find it, but now you're also trying to find it. And many things are happening. There are relationships, there are friends, there is work, and it becomes 
very, very clouded. Yes. So I don't know from those grassroots what how you view it as well. Well, of course, what you just said, it, it's like very in this perspective about, uh, I don't know if your question is more like, like um, um, I don't know if I understand correctly, but maybe there is this sense of um, <laughs> unconscious uh, frustration, like, yes. okay, this happened to us. So, and then it's like, uh it's hurting us again like it's bringing so much pain in other on other levels and relationships so is there anything we can do like is it just ruined once for all yes, <laughs> I like don't know how if to, I... yes exactly like how to navigate that because some of the things uh at, at least personally what I've observed is there are certain things that I didn't even realize that I need to heal from. And they 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 resurface now and you're like, okay, wow, what's what's happening, right? And it it, it becomes this uh let's say lifelong uh song of uh, of healing. And and sometimes you're like, when is the song going to stop playing, right? <laughs> when okay. is this finally gonna happen? And that also maybe like goes with different triggers, right? And this triggers the grassroots of them is what you just mentioned, at least like also from uh, this this article that you were talking about and from the psychoanalyst uh, point of view, that there is lack, a lack of, of uh, that connection to the self or to like the, the, the very individualistic uh, sense of intimacy that if that lacks, it's actually hard to be intimate and vulnerable with another person if you're already lacking the sense of intimacy with yourself so how to navigate that uh-huh yeah because it's kind of vicious circle like it wasn't there with the first relationship so it's yeah. not there inside of you right now so it it stops you from like have it this kind of bond again with other people in your life. Yes. Well, of course, there is no simple answer to this question. I wish it there was, but well, some kind of like uh, if we feel um, like if we feel that there is this pattern, like there there is this discomfort. Um, there's there are things we can do like you know also this fear is kind of a spectrum like it, it, it's not just fear or not fear <laughs> so if it's very strong I think uh, psychotherapy is a great help with that because psychotherapy is um, is like creating a new pattern of relationship through many uh, on, on different levels, but it gives you an idea how the relationship can be like a healthy one. Of course, if, if um, this kind of fear is not very deep and we are self-aware and we have a great partner, we can do this thing together, uh, communicate, communicate, uh, overcome some of these fears, uh, do little steps. Like I, th I think many things are in communication and self-awareness, yeah. but I'm not sure at, at what point we can do it, you know, on our own. Like, I'm pretty sure that we cannot, like it must happen through some relationship because it, it, it's the initial thing that didn't go well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so awesome. Like if we were lucky enough to have a very um, supportive people in our life and the problem is not very serious, okay, maybe we can just, you know, uh, uh, slowly uh, be more being uh, more aware and uh, overcome these. But if you feel like uh, if we feel like it's too much, like I'm just doing same same thing all over again, it doesn't work. It's really a good moment to contact a specialist uh, uh, to get some help because there are tools and we can uh, we can change uh, that. Sometimes it requires you know years of psychotherapy because it's some that has been with us like for for years yeah 20 30 or more so it's a long process for sure like there are no like you know five uh steps to um 
create a healthy relationship if we have this deep fear but for sure it's it's possible like uh i see that and yeah. i know that yeah it's, it's it's interesting like there's this part that uh, i hadn't actually like um looked at it in that perspective that because sometimes we we try to address the the, the individual right because sometimes we are with our own thoughts at the end of the day right uh usually and we just try to address them as they are and uh, from what you just mentioned as well, it's a case of sometimes you actually heal and grow within the aspects and spectrums of a relationship because initially things went wrong within the spectrum of a relationship, not the individualistic yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, speaking a language is like you cannot learn French without speaking French. <laughs> if, if your goal is to speak French, you need to speak French, not yeah. uh, like doing some theory on, you know, history of the language, etc. cetera. You, you might, you, you must like, uh start doing what you would like to uh be better at what is your goal yes, yes. Uh, and and i think like they there's always this thing i think it's a it's a it's a human thing when when faced with something that's a bit heavy for us to actually do we try to find something that are, that makes us appear like we are actually doing the work <laughs> because yes. it's, it's it's less confrontational and it's it's a bit easier so I feel like it also happens uh, in, 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 in these instances where we pretend like we are actually doing the work, but then the things that actually require the attention, like uh, being upfront about it, for example, it's, it's, it's actually very quite different. And um, so, yes, I... I, I I just wanted to put out this point that I never like really looked at it in that perspective that you you get back within like this relationship setting to to actually like are you from that but that's also the dangerous part because you're not sure until you're sure which type of setting actually helps you grow because some of these relationships they they further uh deepen the wound you know, like yeah. you mentioned that uh, a person will be having years of like uh, different experiences with like different people. And along the years, the wound has deepened even more. Right. And this is within the spectrum of like the relationships, you know, and sometimes it's now becomes harder to actually think and be safe, which relationship now is going to be helpful and how do you i don't know if it's a case of mind restructuring or or what to actually feel safe in in any aspect of relationship whether friend family or or romantic hmm. well oh, it's a very complicated topic because even you know uh people that are around us it's not like there is this aspect of them as a real people and there is this aspect of them in our minds okay so we in our mind can represent them in a way like also patterns from the childhood like uh, if they wish us well or if they are helpful or threatening so because you said okay is it some work that we can do like uh, restructuring restructuring um it's at some point our mind or is it I think your question was like yeah. how to know which relation maybe to keep or is it a healthy relationship or well there is no easy answer to that uh, well if there is a lot of confusion if there is a lot of uh, things uh, there that we are really confused on like is it okay not okay it, the uh, psychotherapy uh, really helps us because um it's something that, for example, this conversation and, and this podcast cannot do is to see a particular example of a particular person, because all these things we are discussing are important, but this 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 is theory, right? So uh, only your individual, like getting to know yourself, basically, or discovering some very authentic part of yourself, and this authentic part may be 
okay, I, I'm choosing the wrong people to connect with. It yeah, may be. The On the, well. Yeah, yeah, like real people from real world, like people that will not uh, help me uh, overcome this fear. On the other hand, uh, I can imagine that we will realize that okay, there is nothing wrong with these people. It is something like in my um, perception, in my communication that didn't go well, that it's unclear or like ambiguous so that people, they they don't know how to be in a relationship with me or something, um, uh, yes, something like that is going on. So... That's it can a hard be both. Pill to swallow, actually, that's quite a hard pill to swallow because usually uh, we we always have this victim men mentality, right? That it's, it's the other people that are doing wrong uh, by us. But uh, to sit down and also see where we might also be lacking or which areas to improve, that's that's actually very hard. And from what you mentioned, it's also like sitting down and evaluating your own behavior that. Is it a pattern of the people that are coming in my life or it's a pattern of my influence of every person coming in my life, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's connected. It looks like, yeah. okay, we cannot choose our parents, but our friends or our like partners, our work, we, we can choose them, okay? So even if for some reason all these uh, people are... Like there is some harmful element in all these relationships. There is also our responsibility in that. Okay. It, like, of course, it's unconscious. And that's the problem. When it's unconscious, it's like we repeat and repeat again the things that we we have from this early experience. And so so that that's why. I don't know, psychotherapy, psychoanalysis can help because it's becoming, it's helping to um, realizing these unconscious patterns, okay? Like what is my, because uh, we cannot change everything around, but we can we can really change something in inside uh, our head, uh, our minds uh, to see maybe in a clear way or to change something like we were when we were kids we didn't have much influence that was like not our fault at all but now when we are adults if we have access to this kind of help if right yeah. uh it, it's 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 there like now it's our responsibility to figure like why something is wrong like no, there is no one who can do it uh, for us like uh, yes I was, I was looking at thinking about it in this way in terms of um, the relationships, for example, and uh, the, the fear of intimacy. And sometimes it's a case of it happening or it actually preventing us from getting into meaningful relationships. And then sometimes it manifests itself within the relationships that we are already a part of, you know, and then it... We, we, we within that aspect i think it's also a case of like different uh communication styles and uh, i think we had a uh, conversation about this about the attachment styles and um i think it also relates to how this fear can actually be tackled with and like uh, i don't know like with regards to attachment styles and um, how you observe that linking maybe with like the fear of intimacy and vulnerability. Mm. Yes, uh, of course, attachment uh, styles uh, or attachment theory uh, has a lot in common with what we are just discussing. Uh, maybe to introduce it a little bit is uh, like the theory uh, uh, well, according to the psychiatrist and psychoanalyst uh, John Bowlby, um, so um, one's relationship with uh, the parents during the childhood has a forming influence on our social life, 
intimate relationship, right? So there is this common ground here and it will shape our attachment style, the way we interact, we, we, we enter in the relationship in the future, yes, on professional level, in the friendship, and of course, in like uh, the most important uh, romantic uh, relationships. And of course, in, in this uh, theory, we have this uh, secure attachment style that uh, this one doesn't bring any, any, any problem. But we have this other, uh, these other styles, these other ways of connecting to people that are more difficult uh, that that I think are all of them uh, relate uh, to fear of um, intimacy. Mm, so, well, for example, that there is this anxious, preoccupied attachment style when we have quite low self-esteem and we seek for validation, uh, but it can never really be provided by a partner. It's like never enough maybe also never close enough. Uh, uh, there is avoidant uh, attachment style. So we rather like to think that we are independent. We don't need uh, anyone else. We don't want to engage in, uh, in a close relationship. Uh, of course, there is also this, um, this organized, like fearful avoidant, like quite yeah, a, it's a combination, yes. Yes. So this one is really tricky because uh, like it's the distance between me and this other person is never comfortable enough. Like it's all too close or too far. Yes, we really uh, want to have a close relationship. But when it's too close, uh, we do things uh, uh, unconsciously, of course. Uh, to get some more distance because we feel uh, threatened by the closeness. Yes, so maybe this is the last... Uh -huh. But also linked with like self-sabotage, for example, like, because... Of it... course. Yes, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the last one, uh, this, this last one maybe is the most um, obvious example of uh, uh, this... Uh, I don't know even if it's the most obvious, but it, it's a difficult one. Like the, it can be really tiring. Like because um, there is this paradox, uh, and we are conscious that, that we want a relationship. On the other hand, when we are in a relationship, is what you just mentioned that sometimes this fear of relationship it manifests when we are in one. Yeah. So we. Initially, we had this need to be close to somebody, and still, when we are close, it's becoming some, in some way, uncomfortable, uh, painful. Uh, so this self sabotage or the sabotaging the relationship, it it can really, uh, uh, it can be expressed on on many ways if you yes. want. Uh, for like in, in a conscious way, we know that we want to be with this partner, but on the other hand, we we may be very critical of this person, or we can make ourselves uh, unlovable in some way, right? Or uh, I don't know, we can just um, lose interest in sexuality and. Well, we don't know why, what happened. Yeah, it was there and now it's gone. Uh, it doesn't need to be the reason, but it can, like not the symptom of uh, fear of intimacy. Um, I don't know, it can be just uh, some poor communication on what we need, yeah. right? Uh, or it can be avoiding some serious topics, uh, like some sharing some ideas for the future goals. Uh, um, is it is it also yes. a case of it being related to, for example, um, because for me also how I understand the fear of intimacy uh, and 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 being vulnerable, um, I think is the fear of a certain unknown and that unknown is this certain moment that happened from the past replaying themselves in the present reality right so 
it's it's not maybe the exact fear of what's happening but it's an exact fear of what might happen but that what might happen is attached to what has happened before in the in the previous past so this might actually have nothing to do with this person but then is that fear that this once happened and this was my coping mechanism so let me have a wall created that I can actually like shelter beneath or behind that. Yes. Yeah. And it can be absolutely unconscious. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. As you said now here with this person, like, I don't know, being super suspicious or something like no, no yes. proofs that anything went wrong or, but on the other hand, for example, in past we were abandoned as kids and in order to avoid this pain uh, to be experienced again, we will create this wall. Like, so logically it makes sense, right? Like mm -hmm. there is this thing like in the memory of our minds and body uh, and we don't want to go through it again. So there is this very logical element in having this fear, this yeah. wall. The problem is that it's uh, it's a different situation, uh, and our mind uh, it, it doesn't make this difference. It doesn't differentiate between like the past and the present. So yeah. there is this aspect very important that you mentioned. Yes, yeah. and 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 uh, also just like as a question to just like see clarity because how does one maybe like navigate right because uh i know like maybe the power of uh psychotherapy right uh like for you if you had to go through maybe the process with with this person where they want to be attached but then also they do not want to be attached and one of the key elements it's what's happening with their brain that it it can't separate the past and the present and then the two are mixed so it's like you 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 see the next person either a friend a partner whoever it is as someone who's loving but then at the same time you recognize them as a threat <laughs> like okay. a, a, a threat to how vulnerable you are or to you know and that can also happen subconsciously right and so from, from your practice and also your experience, how have you observed that and maybe helped an individual navigate through that? Well, by, uh, well, in, in psychotherapy, we try to create this, this other pattern, but it, it's not so simple, you know, um, imagine the situation when uh, there is, there is someone who would like to start therapy, very motivated, uh, very self-aware, um, but at the same time, this person is, I don't know, uh, like sending a message, cancelling meeting, the very last moment, avoiding, uh, like this, this, this kind of patterns mm -hmm. from relationships will repeat in psychotherapy as it wow. repeats in other relationships. It it will happen, and uh, psychotherapists at some point we have no influence it will happen like we should be aware of that but we also must let it happen in a way so it will repeat also uh, in 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 the setting uh, of psychotherapy right it can it can be about payment it can be about hours it can be about uh, many things but um it's very important that it's also a relationship so the way a therapist feel in being yeah. in a relationship with this person it provides so so much information on how this person interact in a, in 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 the world of yes. relationships it gives so much information and we can provide this feedback like we we can make some hypotheses and and check with the patient like is it correct do you think it's something that is going on um, but it will also, uh, as I mentioned, this first initial pattern, it will repeat uh, in psychotherapy. But on the other, on the other hand, if we create this environment that is uh, safe, uh, that uh, helps uh, uh, to like 
that it's safe to be vulnerable, yes. uh, that we can and we want uh, at some point, of course, uh, analyze like what's really going on, what is behind even this fear, maybe something else. Um, it, it really makes a difference because your question was how to navigate. Well, you, you need to know that like, you need to know where to navigate, like what's That's going right. on yeah. first, yeah? And then if you know what's going on, okay, how to navigate, right? But even the 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 real awareness, but like a very profound awareness, not only like logical in your mind, but that goes through experience that things are repeating in in our work. And we can now in a different situation because that's a place and space to really analyze it, right? It's safe. Mm. My role is not to um, to judge or to criticize, but to see like, why is it like, like what's going on? Uh, so we try to discover that together. And if we really go um, to this experience and understanding, it, it makes a difference. Uh, it really makes a difference uh, yeah. in in outside, like in, in other relations, in relationships. So. You know, um, one of the most interesting but most scary parts as well from from this is the repetition aspect. And when I was thinking about it, um, you say like these things also repeat even when someone is coming to therapy, right? that they're canceling meetings, they're canceling this. And then the mirror of that is them in real life doing the same thing, right? And and I was thinking about it and even taking it as further as eating habits, for example, right? Uh, or like basically certain things of self-care, right? Uh, overworking ourselves sometimes, maybe that's also a pattern of avoidance to certain levels of just elements of comfort right so it's like if we constantly do much we feel like we are numbing another side of it or maybe like with the eating habits for example and um you also observe with how a person perceives their body image for example mm -hmm. as well right mm -hmm. and uh how how they project that to the other person as as if the other person is also responsible for for their own perception of their body image right mm -hmm. and it's when when you mention it like this you you also realize like how broad and how it connects to other areas of our normal and everyday life yeah yeah um in this article i mentioned uh, it was an article written by dr katharina rose it's published on uh, psychoanalysis today the title is intimacy inner space and relating with others yeah. uh and she I, I will just take example that that she she gives of a patient uh, uh, just what, what you just mentioned to, to illustrate, okay on, okay, on how many levels it can happen. So uh, she has this patient, uh, Marlon, a man in his 20s, and he was in a relationship uh, with a man of his age, and uh, his family was very supportive of, of his uh, being a gay person, so there was no problem with that, but at the same time, his family, uh, in his family he he always has this position assigned assigned as emotional one or the needy one okay, mm -hmm. okay. so there is this childhood uh, context uh, and then as a teenager this marlon this patient developed uh, anorexia uh, so he would uh, starve himself uh, as a way of gaining control okay over this needy greedy uh, dependent part of himself body yes but body and mind are like, super related yes so there was this uh, attitude like the, this um, attitude towards eating that was very, very connected with this desire of uh, control something um inside of him um and then also uh, so so he 
restricts this eating and there was some excessive exercising as well to control uh, all these things. But then anorexia shifted in the direction of bulimia. Okay. So uh, there was the, there, there were moments, uh, even though on daily basis, he was really like not eating much and exercising a lot. So for example, during the evening, night, uh, he uh, he feels very needy. He, 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 there is this uh, irresistible uh, need uh, to eat a lot, uh, to feel uh, in, like feel um, this gap, I don't know, like food. Uh, it has this comforting, comforting aspect, right? um so uh so th there is this uh, level of uh, relation with uh, eating habits or eating disorder then um she describes that uh, in the relationship with his boyfriend, uh, uh, um, he takes a similar role as in his family so he will feel uh, needy I don't know if the partner was feeling that way, but he will feel needy, uh, emotional, dependent on the boyfriend, yes. Uh, and will need uh, like uh, all the time some kind of uh, confirmation, validation, validation reassurance, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but at the same time, uh, he tries to control the relationship by demanding the boyfriend to be there for him all the time, to take care of him. Also, it, it's a hard thing to be uh, uh, with this kind of person. I mean, you will fail in, in this task if you mm -hmm. are a boyfriend mm -hmm. of this person. Like, it's impossible to fill in this uh, um, emptiness. So, so uh, I don't know what happened, like in the process of therapy, but it it shows. Uh, uh, I I think that there was a part in this article when she says also like in in their work in psychotherapy, she the therapist felt very like he is very emotional, vulnerable. It made her. Um, feel the need to take care of him to be the good mother uh, who will accept uh, him and not project her own uh, needs onto him like something that is probably going on on other uh, relation uh, in with the partner the relationship with the partner uh, but on, at the same time, I think she mentioned that he was cancelling uh, sessions uh, on short notice or rescheduling sessions. So, mm. so on every level, there was some tension, some problem. Like it, there was this childhood uh, experience. Uh, um, there was uh, this um, attitude or this relation with food, with eating. There was the relationship with the partner, with the boyfriend. And all these things could be very visible also during the therapy. So yes, what you just said that it is scary how all these things are connected. Yes, they are super connected. It's scary, but it's it also when you discover that, it, it it's like a revelation. It's like, okay, yeah, it makes, yeah. it's like that. It makes sense. It's, it's painful as well because, yeah, it's your life. You are like this. You know, it's not a pleasant thing to discover. That's true. Um, yes. I think also like on, on, on this, maybe like uh, advice in terms of how to navigate because the thing is, at the end of the day, like uh, one thing I've realized as, as human beings, we, we just want to be understood and loved right mm. uh despite these these flaws and uh despite uh these things that have happened and the thing is every person has a past right and mm. uh by that virtue it, it just means that we are coming from somewhere and it hasn't been as easy right even navigating that to the point that where we are now what we're just trying to do or trying to get is just get that form of bond that makes us feel safe. But now the thing is how we navigate or how we try to get that love from the other person. Sometimes we actually do the opposite, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, the statements like, uh, we have hurt the people that we, that we actually love the most, you know? Or we, we were also strong enough to love us back. 
and it's 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 within this um let's say notions of trying to find love and also like uh give out love so in 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 this example you find that this person they really want to be close and and intimate right but and they are also not exactly proud of their eating habits right and because i think that's also the loop of addiction it it happens when you feel guilty about something and then to actually like um attend to that or numb it you fall back into the habit right mm -hmm. so it's not like you're proud of the habit but you're trying to numb it by also doing it and then it becomes a loop and so how to get outside that loop because the loop is quite painful especially mm -hmm. when it's happening in this instance and it's also happening in a relationship maybe it's not every person who also be strong enough to stay to actually mm -hmm. like hold on so it might also be like many broken relationships which which is quite painful so how to navigate through that well yes you're right that this 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 fear uh, will be visible in the most meaningful relationships and we may long for closeness and still push our close one away like th this this is true like there is this paradox uh, and how to navigate in this situation well i think uh I don't have a simple answer like how to navigate it's like you you in a way you ask this question because in like in the first part of our conversation we want to know how to navigate yeah. because we are frustrated we are helpless we want we want some help some solution we are tired of the situation the way it is but first we need to understand like there is there is no um there is no advice how to navigate mm. there is just i think the process of understanding what's going on and this may happen when there is a relationship and when there is a reflection on that when there is a communication or, on what's happening there is a will of understanding so maybe that can be partially a response to that question how to navigate like to to be ready uh, to enter this room yeah if we want to leave the room like of fear we need to enter first like it must happen but it it you you in a way you must feel i don't know maybe desperate enough to start the process of looking like what's happening actually because you need to know where you are in order to take some decisions to navigate like yeah. uh, not not like maybe that that that's a stupid uh, uh comparison but like you cannot navigate when you're blind like when you cannot yes, see right so yes. yeah so 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 this this conscious unconscious yes like so if it's all unconscious if we are not aware i don't think there is a way we can really like go out of this loop that you mentioned yeah. uh, so there is this part of awareness uh, willingness to to see and, and, and I, I i definitely agree as well because i i feel like awareness it makes whatever that fear is lose power because it's put out in the open right so um, i think it's also part of like maybe uh psychotherapy if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong where uh you 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 face it head on right so that it's not lingering in the shadows and in, in, in that way, as you face it head on and, and, and you move, then you can at least to some point correctly identify like the patterns of your own behavior as well. Yes. yes, of course, because it's like sometimes uh, there is this loop because, okay, we know that even we are aware that we have the fear of intimacy, okay? Uh, but if nothing is changing, maybe it means that we are aware, but it we keep repeat that yeah. maybe there is something that we cannot see that is hidden even behind this fear of intimacy yeah. it can be 
actually, well, that's important topic, but it can be so many things uh, hidden uh, there. So it can be a fear of abandonment, right? If there was the experience or this is how we experienced something in our childhood. It can also be a fear of, I mean, I think it's a different thing, but like a fusion or dependency to somebody. There yeah. are some families uh, in where like we feel like um, it's a loving family. Okay, everything like we have a relationship, communication, but some rules are not clear or some boundaries are not set. And we can fear that in next relationship, we also be overwhelmed with some responsibility that we are not ready to, to take or like so many things can be hidden even inside or um, in the sphere uh, of intimacy. So what, what you said, it's very important to to really see like what is the thing like what is this loop uh why like the the, the dynamic uh, to discover this this awareness uh, it's usually the factor like that this moment it changes something it's not like we make a plan okay you do this 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 and this no it, it happens uh while and or after we realize something important and it creates some kind of change. Like if it's well uh, placed or observed, like if it's if it's a, a true discovery, we can say. Ah, all right. Um, no, this this is really good and really important, and uh, but also time wise. Uh, we, we we might need to pause here for this session for this checkpoint. Uh, but uh, before we actually go ahead and close off, uh, I'm gonna ambush you, editor, with just like some questions that we normally ask at the guest episodes. Yeah, uh, you can just answer them in in one sentence, really. Uh, and uh, the the first one is uh specifically related to you, like what inspires you in, in, in your own life? Like you wake up and you just say, this is what inspires me. Well, I think for me is like both um, relationship, but also intellectual stimulation. I think that's why um, teaching languages or being therapist is so interesting to me like there are these two aspects like i need contact with people i i'm i really need that it makes me happy but i also like this kind of grow on intellectual level like understanding analyze uh, i think that's something that uh, gets me like inspired and yeah mm. okay thank you and uh the second question will be um i know this might be even a hard one What's the best advice that you've received in your life? <laughs> uh, you know, okay. I just, I can, I, I don't think it's the best, but it's the one that comes to my mind right now. So like following the Freudian, you know, like the concept that maybe you should say what comes to your mind uh is that i think it was in a primary school there was a group of kids playing and i was like i think sitting aside i don't know if i wanted to join them or i was too shy or i didn't want to i don't remember but i remember my teacher said like that was a simple thing okay you know sometimes uh you just need to do this step and join these people not asking for invitation it comes to my mind right now i don't know why but <laughs> yeah. it's like i think this part of responsibility that it's our step maybe to take sometimes yeah. uh, not just uh, counting on everything around us just to give us the solution or invite us to some uh I don't know, progress, growth, that it's in our hands, basically, maybe. Uh, no, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. And then the last one, uh, of course, it's related to every person who's listening right now. Like last words from you, uh, just briefly, like, uh, because from from 
the conversation it's not more of advice in terms of do one two and three to work but uh what are your last words with regards to this topic and anything in general to everyone listening right now i think important uh is to say i don't know if that was uh, clear enough from our discussion but this fear of intimacy and vulnerability is just a natural thing and we all experience that so it's it's something to face but i was really trying to show that i was using the form we fear like that mm -hmm. it's not just some experience of a narrow group of patients and some i don't know disorders it might be sometimes more like serious but it's something that we all experience so well, there, there is no shame in that, that there is no taboo in that. Like, yeah, this is our human condition, basically, in a way. All right. And um, thank you so much. You've been <laughs> an amazing guest. And uh, thank you so much for the insights. And um, just also allowing yourself to go within the depth of the topic and just like talking about this in this very... It's, it's a very deep and personal and sensitive topic, but uh, you you also managed to uh, put it out in this way that if any person is listening, they can also relate to that, which is mm -hmm. the most important part. You made it very, very relatable. And um, I know you're a psychotherapist and you're within the field and um you you didn't uh cloud us with these heavy terms and you know to the point that afterwards we are not sure if we might actually be okay in life you know uh so thank you for making it very simple to also digest and uh okay. thank you so much for your time and uh much appreciated and for every person who's listening uh thank you so much for being part of this checkpoint and uh, I hope you have learned one or two or more things. Please feel free to share the episode. And as you know, uh, love and life from the Nitram Archives, Sila. Thank you for being here. You are love. You are light. Until next time, Sila.